Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the follower of Messiah Jesus to obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee proclaiming that now like never before is time to watch therefore and be ready for our Savior to come and take us to that place he has been preparing for us. Remember, watch therefore and be ready. So great to be with you once again as we prepare together to watch therefore and be ready. We're going back to a special teaching series that I have been doing on my book, America's Ark, the only safe place for Americans today. And uh, we're going to talk about Ezekiel 14, 12 through 20, and a, a word that has become very uncomfortable in westernized, may I even say Americanized Christianity. Now, before you get upset with me, let me tell you this. The Bible is not a politically correct book. But what has been imposed upon us as uh, Americans and Westerners is this polit politically correct, sterilized version of the Bible. Now, the Bible reminds me of an old American Western movie called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And it's all here. And from from the bad and the ugly, the Lord is bringing his goodness and his righteousness and his prophetic plans and his eternal kingdom in Messiah Jesus. And we are to participate in that, in that and understand it. Now, with regard to the word judgment, think of this. Where does it begin? The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 4, in the household of God, in the household of God. Because he is holy and righteous and clean, he disciplines and cleans up the body of Messiah of which Jesus Christ is the head, right? And the Bible says in Isaiah 26, when his judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. The inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Like I said, these are very unpopular things. They don't fill uh, the, the offering plate or the pews, but it's the truth that I'm telling you in love. And the reality is, uh, these judgments spoken of in Ezekiel 14, chapter 12 through 20, there are four of them. I mentioned one in the, uh, the last teaching I did on this program. It was famine. We're going to look at three today. These judgments are real, and there's many more than just these four. Uh, if you go to the birth pangs uh, in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and other places, and also you look at the days of Noah and what takes place at the time of the rebirth of Israel? No, it's, it's the whole world is going to be shaking under these judgments increasingly. Well, that's not fun to talk about. People don't want to hear it. But I've got some good news. The good news is there's a place of great refuge. Like an ark, like Noah's ark. A place of great refuge from which we can operate in great victory. As long as victory is defined by the glory of the Lord being the story of our lives. Advancing His purposes, his ways, his glory upon the earth. You know, there's, there's a great way forward in a place of protection. 
And that's why I call the book America's Ark the only safe place for Americans, actually in the whole world today. So the first judgment I'm going to talk about today, I call it in my book, The Call of the Wild. The Lord uses the animal kingdom to judge unrighteousness and wickedness. We see this in the Bible. This is not some strange thing to God. It may be to many in the world today, but no, that's, that's one of the things he does. And actually, there's a biblical principle here. It was in Noah's day that the Lord, after Noah and his family came off of the ark, that the Lord put the fear of man and animals but the further cultures and societies and the inhabitants of the world get from the righteousness that Noah walked in the righteousness of the Lord the more animals lose their fear of man and I have statistics in this book and in articles not from believers in Jesus but from the lost who cannot understand as they document how the animal kingdom is turning on people in America well, you, I really encourage you to get the book and look at it. It's, it's very eye-opening. The next one is the sword, the sword. And this would explain what so many are mystified by with regard to the violence and the, how dangerous American cities are becoming and terrorism. And they, they just got the Austin bomber, uh, these crazy things, and the wars uh, that our, our precious America has been involved in. No, it's answered in this chapter from the Bible. And with regard to pestilence, diseases, listen, crazy diseases are back in America, um, like dengue fever. I got tuberculosis. The Lord healed me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Many years ago, I got tuberculosis. Well, Dove, you go to Africa. That's probably where you got. No, no. Before I started going to Africa in Houston, Texas, I got tuberculosis. No, it's crazy. It really is. No, the, the, the diseases are leaping off, off the pages uh, of, of the news and, and, and the uh, television. Uh, it, it's, it's just bizarre. There's this flesh-eating virus. A, a friend of ours in Texas, a friend of hers, a Christian friend, he went, he went into the ocean fishing. He died four days later of flesh-eating virus. Oh, listen, it's a very serious time. It's a very serious time. Uh, antibiotics, the Center of Disease Control recently said the age of antibiotics is almost over. These antibiotic resistant drugs that are, uh, or diseases that are spreading across America, what do we do? We get into the ark the Lord's prepared for us. And in Ezekiel 14, 12 through 20, we find that it's the righteousness of Noah, Daniel, and Job. So in future programs, what we're going to look at is their lives and how the Lord kept them through the most, most earth-shaking, uh, personally difficult times that they could have lived through. And the Lord brought them through. We're going to find out how so that we can do the same in this time, in this generation, as the earth is going to continually shake more. Hallelujah. Now, uh, we're getting ready to go to another segment of our program. Recently, our team went to Jerusalem to visit some of our blessing Israeli believing partners. And we have a special interview coming up in Jerusalem that you don't want to miss. So thankful. And, and then we have more. We're going to a break. And, and we just have a, a great program for you today to help you. To do what? To watch, therefore, for the coming of our Savior, Messiah Jesus, for his people so that we can be ready. So thankful and blessed 
to not only be here in the city of the great king, Jerusalem, Yerushalayim, but also once again with one of our primary partners with Blessing Israeli Believers, Sandy Shoshani, director of Biad Chaim, Israel Pro-Life. Sandy, so great to be with you again on the program. Good to be with you too, Dale. Thanks yeah. for inviting me. Well, um, as sad and difficult as it may be to think about, abortion is a big problem in Israel. And, and many who are watching the program, Sandy, wouldn't even think of such a thing. That's right. But because Israel has national health insurance, our government is funding about 20,000 abortions each year. That is a lot of taxpayers' money. So that people like me and others in Israel, you who are paying our taxes here in this country, we're actually paying for abortions. Yeah. And there's probably at least that many abortions which are illegal, which are private. Illegal in Israel means that it's not going through a government committee which had to okay the abortion. Mm -hmm. So we have got a lot of abortions here, maybe 40,000 abortions altogether a year. Last year, the birth rate was about 180,000 nationally. So we're talking about a very big percentage of our pregnancies which are aborted here. You know, as hard as this is to hear and think about, um, there's good news. And the good news is uh, the greatest problem solver ever is our Messiah, Yeshua. Amen. Right? He came to solve our sin problem, which is the worst problem humanity has ever experienced. And, and, and he has raised up Biad Chaim here in Israel as a solution to this problem as well. And could you share with our viewers just how he's doing that? Well, first of all, Ba'ad Chaim is not against anybody or anything. We are pro-life, mm -hmm. pro-women. We love women and mm -hmm. we care about the women. That's right. And we believe that abortion hurts women as much as it hurts a child. Of course, a child loses his life. But the mother loses a lot. She loses dignity. She loses a feeling of security because she's been created to bear a child. And we want to protect women from that pain. Mm. So God has raised up Ba'ad Chaim. We just celebrated our 30th anniversary. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, in 1988, we became an official nonprofit organization in Israel. And we are able to save babies by providing everything the mom needs for her child for a full year. We have a terrific package program called Operation Moses, providing everything a baby needs for a full year, including the bed, the stroller, the bathtub, and every month coupons to get her, her formula, her diapers, whatever she's needing. And God has enabled us by His grace through this program to save more than 2,000 lives since we began Hallelujah. 10 years ago. Hallelujah. So God has been really good to us. And I, I feel a privilege to be able to save lives. I do, I do too. And, and yeah. we're so thankful for this privilege. Religion. And also I want to share with our viewers just quickly uh, that that in America and other places, convenience and other reasons are primary reasons for abortion. Where in Israel, one of the primary reasons is finances. And so the things you just shared about Operation Moses are so important. And, and you can go to our website at watchtherefore.tv uh, and find out as you click on the big graphic for Biad uh, Chaim, Israel Pro-Life, how that Operation Moses program works and how you can participate. Um, we're gonna go to break in just a moment. And when we come back, Sandy, I'd like you to share with our viewers some statistics and, and some things pertaining to what happens to a precious mother after an abortion. Um, there, there's some things that, that you won't hear on the news. That's right. That they can hear from you today and a way forward of blessing and grace and peace. Isn't that right? That's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so don't go anywhere. We're going to go to a break now. And uh, we're going to come back and, and hear the message of grace. And a way forward, uh, the Lord brings beauty from ashes. Watch, therefore. 
I pray you're enjoying the program today and that it's blessing you. We're enjoying a special time in Jerusalem, recording a series of segments here in the city of the great king. We're introducing some of our blessing Israeli believing partners and having others return as guests. It's such a special time we're having. And I always like to take a moment to explain how our ministry works. Our ministry is Watch Therefore. That's the umbrella organization uh, with the concept of the faithful servant who's watching for the master to come. But he's not only watching for the master to come, he's also doing what the master commanded. He's ready. Watch therefore and be ready. How do we do that? We take the gospel to the Jew first and then to the Gentiles, Romans 1.16. We go and make disciples of all the nations, Matthew chapter 28, and so much more. We have two special ministries that are vehicles that help us do that. One is Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by myself and John McTurnan, a great ministry partner of ours. And uh, through that ministry, we do so much exciting stuff here in Israel. Of course, you can go to our website, watchtherefore.tv, to look that up. And also, our To the Nations ministry poured out for the nations. Uh, we work with orphans in Uganda. I'm getting ready at the recording time of this recording to go to Uganda to a refugee camp to work with about 500 refugee orphans to preach in churches. It's going to be an exciting time. And, and you can partner with us. So go to watchtherefore.tv. Sign up for our monthly newsletter. For those of you who want to be prayer partners and or financial partners, you uh, can learn more about our ministry uh, by doing that and keep up with what's going on. Also, I'm going to talk about money for just a moment, but first I want to say if you haven't received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, we don't want your money. <laughs> Please do not send anything into this ministry. It's our prayer and desire that you would pray to receive Jesus as Lord, begin to walk with Him, and simply enjoy the program today. For those of you who understand the principles of sowing and reaping, you're born again, you're a disciple, follower of the Lord, you want to lay your treasures up in heaven. Listen, all of this that we do costs so much money, but my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And we trust him to raise up from our viewers, faithful partners. And I want to say thank you to all of you who already are partners of Watch Therefore. When asked those who are viewing today, ask him if he would have you to get involved and lay your treasures up in heaven through this ministry. Now, I also want to say before we go back to the program that my book, America's Ark, is such uh, an important tool to help you watch Therefore and to be ready. We're spending time teaching on it uh, on the program, and I want to make that book available to you today for any gift amount. We don't want anyone not to receive a book because of money. For any gift amount sent into this ministry, we'll send you a book. Now, uh, for those of you who have been blessed financially, remember there are some who are in a season where they can't afford much, and, and that's why we make the book available this way. Maybe the Lord would have you to make up the difference. So, uh, make sure you go to watchtherefore.tv. If you want a book, make sure you write in the notes section uh, on, on the internet or if you're sending in a check somewhere, mark uh, the book America's Ark so we can get that to you. Well, hallelujah for this, this life we have in Messiah Jesus in this generation that we'll see him come in the clouds. We're getting ready to go back to the program. Remember, watch therefore and be ready. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. Maybe you just turned on your television. I'm here with Sandy Shoshani, one of our Blessing Israeli Believers partners, and she is the director of Biad Chaim Israel Pro-Life. And as we ended our last segment of uh, together, Sandy, we were talking about um, abortion being a big problem in Israel, but there's some statistics you have that even pertain uh, to, to abortion, but also uh, post-abortion for, for, for mothers. 
That's right. Actually, every, pretty much anybody who studied this topic realizes that every woman, every fourth woman probably has experienced the loss of a child. And many say that in many parts of the world and probably in Israel that every fourth woman has had an abortion. Wow. So we're talking about a lot of broken-hearted women with a lot of grief. Surveys have been done, studies have been done all over the world showing that the um, suicide rates increase after abortion, that one-third of the women who've had an abortion will be suffering in some way, whether it's fertility issues or whether it's their mental health, their emotion, they're going to be suffering. And somebody once laughed at me and said, well, one-third, what's one-third? Well, let me ask you. If you knew that you were going to have heart surgery and one one out of three of the people afterwards was going to have a serious problem, you wouldn't go there. That's right. And I have tried uh, to minister to many women who've come in, whether they were sorry about their abortion or not. Almost everybody at some point has said to me, you know, it really hurt me when I had that abortion. That's right. Most of the women that have had an abortion have come out crying, not feeling glad that they did it. Although some many have felt relieved. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, there's kind of a, a heaviness about it. And you're thinking, sure. wow, did I really have to go down that path? Mm -hmm. So we are here to be able to help women. Right. We do Bible studies, and we also have a fantastic place called the Gardens of Life. It's a place where trees are planted in memory of unborn children. We've planted since opening the forest. In 2010, we opened with a ceremony for a couple of hundred mm -hmm, women. Mm -hmm. Since then, about 1,500 trees have been planted wow. in memory of unborn children. Wow. wow. And you know, what's interesting is that you could be, I've had women that were in their 80s come with me, that maybe they lost a baby or they had an abortion or maybe their daughter aborted their grandchild, and they're still grieving because women and men need to find closure after an abortion. It's not enough to just say, well, I had an abortion, that was then and now that's it. You know, yesterday somebody said to me, I don't want to talk about it, I just don't want to think about it. But that doesn't heal her broken heart. She needs to actually deal with it and say, I'm going to forgive the ones who caused me to have the abortion. I'm going to forgive the doctors. I'm going to forgive myself. I'm going to take responsibility. Right. When we really move through the whole thing, then we're able to find healing. Well, we, we have a savior and his name is Messiah Jesus, That's Jesus right. Christ. And here we call him Mashiach Yeshua, right? And he came to preach the gospel to the poor that he died on the cross to pay for all of our sins, including certainly this one. And he rose from the grave and he came to heal the brokenhearted. Sandy, we've got like three minutes left. So I would ask you to look into that camera and minister, share with somebody viewing today how they can experience this grace, this mercy, this way forward that he's provided. I want to say that the Lord is waiting for you. If you are feeling second class, maybe you're listening because you're a Christian, you're sitting in your congregation, in your church. If you're feeling second class, there are no second class children of God. That's right. He has adopted every one of us. As a matter of fact, the ones who are brokenhearted, he's come for you. He's come for me. He says, I've come to heal the brokenhearted and set the captive free. Hallelujah. And if you're feeling like you're in chains and bound <clears throat> by past guilt, past shame, things that you've done that you don't want other people to know, that's exactly what Jesus through his blood wants to release. That's right. He said, I've come to heal the broken heart. That is the gospel. Isn't it the gospel of grace That's and right. mercy to release us? And so if it's okay, I'd like to pray for oh, the please woman who's do. had abortions. Please do. So Lord, you, Lord, we ask you now, touch the Thank one you, who's listening now and just feels like, she feels like, whoa, nobody would ever really love me or know if they knew everything about me. 
But that is what God knows. That's he knows right, everything about you. Thank you, He Father. loves you and He cares for you. And Jesus died for the brokenhearted, for the wounded, for those who've sinned and felt like they could never be accepted. Thank you, Lord. Jesus died for those sins. Isaiah 53 says that He came as a lamb to take our sin, to carry the burden of it Himself. Thank you, Father. That He was as a lamb led to His, his, his slaughter. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of your salvation, your forgiveness. And I ask you now for anybody who's carrying that heavy weight of guilt and shame from abortion, that they would lift it, you would lift it off their shoulders now, and that they would place it at your feet, Lord, and say, take my burden, thank take you, my guilt, take my shame. I give you my life, and I want to serve you free without the chains and shackles of shame and guilt. Thank you, Lord. Sisters, say thank you, Lord, for freeing me and releasing me from the burden and the pain. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done on the cross. Amen. Amen. Well, it's been so important to be with you today, Sandy. And we know and, and believe that many of our viewers are experiencing this grace and mercy of Amen. Messiah Yeshua today. Amen. I hope so. Well, we're going to move on to the rest of our program, and we look forward to, to you being on the program again. Thank, Thank you. you, Sandy. Thank you. Joel. And for all your bless work, you. God bless you. Thank you. It's so important to remember the significance of the passage in the Gospel of John, where John the Baptist points to Messiah Jesus and says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Yet that passage becomes even more prominent and significant during this time of year as Jewish people all over the world and some non-Jewish people who have believed in Messiah Jesus celebrate the Passover. Remembering the time when the ruler of Egypt, Pharaoh, had the Jewish people in such horrible bondage the Lord's servant Moses had commanded him, let my people go. But he refused and hardened his heart through nine ferocious plagues that swept over Egypt until the final plague that would force him to release the Jewish people. As the wrath of God spread over Egypt, killing the firstborn of every family, man and beast, except for the home that had the blood of the lamb on the doorposts, and the people sought refuge and were protected from the wrath of the Lord in that home. They were commanded to take a lamb and keep it in their home for four days, a lamb without spot or blemish, kill it and put its blood on the doorposts, saving them from the wrath of the Lord. Well then, 12 to 1400 years later or so, Four days before Passover, this one John the Baptist, earlier called the Lamb of God, descends from the Mount of Olives into Jerusalem, sharing his love and kindness and goodness, doing signs, wonders, healing. And the religious leaders of the hour accused him and asked him gotcha questions, but they couldn't catch the Lord Jesus, our Savior, in his words, no, he was without spot or blemish. And in the season when Passover lambs were slaughtered in the temple sacrifice in Jerusalem, the Lamb of God goes up on a Roman cross, spilling his 
innocent, sinless blood. Why? So that we could then apply that blood, the lamb's blood, to the doorpost of our heart. And he proved himself to be true in just what John the Baptist said because he had promised that he would be in the grave for three days, three nights, and he rose from the grave just as he said, excuse me a moment, hallelujah. And this Savior, this Messiah, this Lamb of God, God the Son, the Son of God, he ascended back to our Father in heaven, sitting next to him on the throne. He's preparing to return. He gave signs that promised they would precede his coming, and he's coming any moment for his people in the clouds. He promised to take us back to this place he's been preparing for us, and then that we would return with him to rule and reign with him for a thousand years in Jerusalem. Then the new Jerusalem would come down. Will you be there in the kingdom of God? Will you be with us? Will the wrath of God pass over you at the time of final judgment? The Bible says there's a time appointed for a man to die once. And after this, the judgment. During that judgment, will the wrath of the Lord pass over you because the blood of the Lamb is on the doorpost of your heart? Pray with me now. If, if you would honestly say, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I go to church. I, I have a Bible. I even give money. I, I'm, I'm in church programs. None of those things will provide a refuge for you like those people found in Egypt in those homes. The only thing is what John the Baptist was pointing at. The Lamb of God. Hallelujah. He takes the sins of the world. I've heard it said this way in an old song. So good. Jesus' blood can make the vilest sinner, even me, clean. And that's what he wants to do for you today. You can cry out to him, Oh, oh Jesus, Lord, I've sinned against our Father in heaven. I don't want to go to hell. I know it's a real place. I don't want to go there. And I believe you love me. Died on the cross and rose again to, to pay for my sins, and that I would have forgiveness now in you. I cry out to you, save me, heal me, forgive me. I'm turning away from my sins and my old ways, and I'm turning my life over to you. Show me how to live a life that honors our Father in heaven. I put my faith in you alone, Jesus, Lord, Lamb of God, and you alone can help me live a new life. Amen. If you prayed to receive Messiah Jesus as your Savior and Lord today, there's contact information on the screen. Get a hold of us. We'll send you some free information that will help you begin your new life in Messiah Jesus. We're almost out of time on the program today. We're also almost out of time in this generation. Remember to watch, therefore, and be ready. Thank you for joining us for our program today. Our program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveschwartz 62 at yahoo.com. That's D-O-V-S-C-H-W-A-R-Z-6-2 at yahoo.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website, watchtherefore.tv.
We also have audio programs available on our website, watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is an amazing tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. Feel free to also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready.